Jehovah Rapha Clinic? <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Okay. Yeah, you called the right place. This is where you go to get the help. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yes, we treat. We do. We do treat that. Uh huh. What is it exactly? You, you got the gout. Yeah. Well, you know what I say. When in doubt, bring that gout. Come on, girl. Come on, yeah. Monday. We can see you on Monday. First thing in the a.m. Let me put you. Okay. All right. We'll see you then. Okay. 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 Bye bye. The doctor being in a minute. You don't have to get unruly. This is Sharon. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh -huh, the doctor sees that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. What, what was that? Oh, you got a lesion. The answer for a lesion is an effusion. <laughs> We got a full clinic full of patients right now, so you can come in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's no, that's enough time. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. Okay. So sure. okay. Okay. Well, okay. Bye bye now. Take care now. Bye bye then. You know what, you're right. <laughs> Let me go ahead and give the physician a call. Let me see if she don't answer. Okay, let's see. Do I give the session? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Franklin, hey! Uh, where you at? You got a, a waiting room full of patients. They are so patient. <laughs> Revelation is caught, not taught. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to need y'all to catch some things with me. Okay? Catch it. Yes, just reach out and catch it, brother. All right, I'm just going to put this out there. I, I, I'm going to have the uh, audacity to say that I'm going to stand in the stead of a prophet this morning. Okay? So if you have ears to hear, let them hear. Say amen. Amen. All right, so really quick, I just want to let you know I was meeting with a great physician. Uh-huh. And he had this whole thing planned, and he really gave this to me, that we are all at a divine appointment. How many of you all have been to the doctor before? Because we ladies say, can I get real about ladies? Yeah. Now we talk about some stuff, all right? So this is a divine appointment. So much like a doctor's appointment, it's kind of the same. And so I believe the great physician wanted me to give you some insight on what that looks like and what he's been doing with us. Because I'm in that us. Amen? Yeah. All right. So now my job by day, I'm a nurse. And I'm currently going to be a nurse practitioner, which means technically right now I see patients in the clinic on the northwest side of Chicago, right? And so I kind of have an insight on the behind the scenes of what a provider does, a primary care provider, all right? Follow me. I'm going to teach you some things, and then we're going to line it up in the spirit, all right? Say, I'm following you, Ned. Now, I don't know if you heard on the phone when my medical assistant called me. Um, I answered Dr. Lynette Franklin. Come on, girl. Yeah, because I'm calling some things. Huh? Huh? I just wanted to put that out there. That was in my spirit. I had that, you know, I had to receive that this weekend, too. All right. Okay. All right. So, first thing that providers do, you guys might not know, right? Um, so, they create what they call a SOAP note. Don't get distracted by soap. It's not what you wash up with. This is an acronym. It's an acronym that we use to die, um, to, to wrap up the visit. This is how we uh, say this is what happened with this person when they came in to see me today. And it goes in your medical record and things like that, right? So the very first thing a provider does is they go through your history, right? They go through your history, your past medical conditions, your surgeries, right? They not only go through that, but they go through your family history. Right? They want to know what's coming down the line genetically, hereditarily, right? So they ask you all these questions. Oh, you, you get where I'm going with this, right? Okay, who's going there? <laughs> so he goes through a history, and it's different history. And I just want to put this out there, that the World Health Organization does not define health by just absence of disease. It defines, it defines health by how you mentally, socially, physically are plugged into your environment. Amen? So health is not just you're sick. You're sick. No, no, no. I need to know how you're doing mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Yes. Come on. Yes. Okay. So we're here for an appointment. Say amen. amen. All right. So we got the soap note. So as a, your primary care provider, you can look at me like that someday. Sometimes y'all will come see me. I get y'all texts. You know, the next one is I get your pictures. Okay. Amen. All right. So the soap note, what we do is S stands for subjective. And this is what you guys come into the doctor's appointment with, right? This is what you say to the doctor. Why are you here for this visit? You say subjectively. It could be something acute, chronic, or I'm just feeling well. I'm just coming for a wellness checkup, right? Ultimately, you're brought to the appointment because you want to know at this point, I'm seeing the physician, the provider, because I need an okay, a stamp, that I can continue on with life. I can do what I'm going to do. Whether it's go to work, whether it's go to school, whatever the case might be, right? So I'm getting a stamp from someone who knows what they're talking about to say that I'm okay to live the best life that I'm gonna live. Say amen. So, so you come in subjectively, you come in and say, oh, I'm sick, I got a cold, uh, you know, I broke my leg or whatever the case might be. Or it could be subjectively, all is well done, I just wanna know, uh, check everything out, I just wanna know I'm good, all right? So this is subjective, what your complaint is, right? Then on my side, it's my turn, objectively, regardless of what you say, 
I'm responsible to do a head-to-toe examination, right? So I'm going to check you out from the root of the tutu. Uh, I'm going to check you out from head to toe. I'm going to examine you. We're going to pull out some tools. We're going to, when you walk in the room as a, as a provider, I'm looking at, are you dressed appropriate for the occasion? Because it's your mental state, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at how you're communicating with me, right? Are you, are you appropriate for this conversation? Are you a little off? I'm assessing that because remember, health is not just the absence of disease. It's you working in sync with life. Right? So I'm looking at all this. You're walking into me, and then you sit down and you might tell me your chief complaint subjectively what's going on with you, right? And now it's my turn to objectify what it is that you're saying. So I'm going to do vital signs, right? I need to have something I can quantify, something that I can physically touch and see to say this is what's going on, regardless of what you said and regardless of your history. Sometimes you'll come in for a wellness visit, and you'll say nothing's wrong, but the doctor will do an examination and be like, ooh, there's a pain here as I touch that you've been ignoring. We're, we're gonna fix this. Y'all follow me? Yeah. Okay. So objectively, it's my job. Head to toe in examination. I'm gonna look in places. I'm not only gonna look, I'm gonna listen to places. I'm not only gonna listen, then I'm gonna touch. I'm gonna touch some places and see if there's some things that you just might not know about. That's my, this is my job. Okay. Okay? Yes. And I'm documenting this, right? So we got the soap note going. We got your history. We got the S, subjectively. This is what you tell me is going on with you. We got the O, objectively, what I'm going to examine that I see and I can quantify with my labs, test diagnoses, mm-hmm, what I can see and quantify, all that leads to the A, which is an assessment. Okay. Now, can we just establish this too as a foundation that when you see a provider, especially as women, nine times out of 10, no, 10 out of 10, you trust that person. Yeah. You're not looking in my inward parts yeah. and ain't some trust there, amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Things that there's no trust there. Because I trust that you're going to give me an assessment that is going to help my life, right? And I trust that whatever it is that you give me out of this assessment, now we go to the P, the plan, that the plan that you give me is good and not going to take me out. So if you give me antibiotics, when I take it, I'm not going to die tomorrow. Amen? Because it just makes sense. So here's the slogan. We got the subjective, what you say to me. The objective, what I can examine and see and what I can quantify. We got the A, the assessment, because I'm giving you an assessment out of all the things you said. And then Pete, you're going to leave my office with a plan. Come on. Right? So whether that plan is you're good, I'll see you next year. Or you know what? You got some things we need to work on. I need to see you in a month. And we'll keep working this thing out. We'll see you in another three months. In another three months. How many of y'all had some stuff going on in your life? Sometimes you just need to see someone who knows what they're talking about to assure you that you're not going to die when you walk out. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. So that's the soap note. That's in the natural, right? Now I need you to come on up. All right? God is our great physician. He is ultimately the provider of all things seen and unseen. And I trust that God himself handpicked every last one of you to be here, right? For this divine appointment. Let me tell you something, because health is a thing, it's a circle, right? So God has some things. So let me take you to this appointment. You didn't know you was in an appointment, you don't know now, right? It's a setup, it's a setup. And God is so good at how he does things because I have this prepared for the teens and youth, but anyway, this all wrapped up in the air protects me and it's coming now. God, it's prophetic because God knew all that was going to happen. So what happens subjectively, right? Well, before you got here, yes. does God know you? Yes. 
Yes, he knows everything that you went through before you even got here. He knows what's weighing on you, what concerns you. But subjectively, you need to say something out of your mouth. What did Sophia say on Friday? Deal with the pain. Yeah, so subjectively, when you come into an office and you come to see the great physician, did you obey what the woman of God said and deal with your pain? She said, pain cannot be dealt with unless it's identified. Did you identify that thing and say, Father, I came in with this person. Father, did you lay it on the altar? Did you deal with it? I trust, because I'm up here. I trust that Friday you dealt with the peril of pain. Amen? And then I think uh, what God was doing is that, that Saturday, I think that's when the father went in and he started to examine. He started to uproot and expose some things. Ultimately, because you follow me, he has a plan. He has an expected end that he wants us to get to. Amen? Y'all follow me? And so I did this with my babies, and I don't want to leave them out. I want you all to encourage them because they are on fire for God. Do you hear me? On fire for God. And so I just, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to work this thing. Amen? They're going to come and we're going to, we're going to, God is using them. He's using them. And this is just the seed of the using. How he's going to use them to minister to multitudes. Amen? All right. Come on. So what does God do in an examination? We're going to break this thing down. So we have the first thing. He takes a tool and he listens to her ears. Does someone have an ear infection? Come on. Come on. Come on, sister. Come on. I need y'all to see some things today. Yeah. We're in the clinic of Jehovah Rapha. She can't, can you, she can't hear me. She can't hear me. See, sometimes on, on Saturday, some of us came in with some ear infections because we couldn't hear. But see, the provider, the great provider wants to inspect your ears because he wants to make sure you can hear. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by. Did you bring the word? Have you been hearing a lot of words? So I trust that Saturday, the examination of the ears, that your ears were open. That your ears were open. Can you hear me, Megan? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. All right. So, God wants to deal with some ear infections. This is the Father's examination of you. So, I pray. I know. I know it's done. In Jesus' name, I know that the ears are open. Because faith comes right here to ignite you to do something that you couldn't do. Amen? All right. Come on. And, and, and what God did does, what God did does, he did with your mental state. Come on. She looked confused. <laughs> Some of y'all came in confused, right? But when you when you when you put it to God and when you let the great provider search you, he gives you a mind of power and of love, right? And of soundness. Amen. So I pray that you allow the, the great physician to examine your mind. To take the fear out. Uh-huh. To take the punkness out. Because God is not raising up no punk. There's 7.4 billion people on this earth. 7.4 billion. And out of that 7.4 billion, 80% are women and children. Tell me you're called. He said he's called me. See, he put me in the right body. You're in the right place at the right time. With the right understanding. Amen? All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. So get healed. He's checked out your ears. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He wants you to hear some things. He renewed your mind. Yes? He's given you a power, a mind of power and love and it's soundness. All right? And then we have this one here, right? So then what he does is, what's going on with your throat? It's hurting. It's sore. Right? Because some of you, 
they get, he's, you're coming with sore throats. And so what the father says when you come in with a sore throat is say, what are you saying out of your mouth? He said, life and death are in the power of your tongue. What is it that you're saying? And not so much that because it's breaking down another sister, but you are the first one to hear what it is that you say. What are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to yourself? And so God is saying, hey, and I know we say this a lot, and I'm almost like, if I'm on a mission, and if I'm serious about something that God's called me to do, I'm not playing. So I know we say this a lot when we laugh real, real hard, and I told the team this. We laugh hard, we go, oh, Lord, I am dead. Come on, sister. I got something to do. I got to watch what comes out. That's how serious I am. That's how serious I am. Because there's an enemy that's out there to do what? To kill, steal, and destroy. And he has no rules. Yeah. He ain't playing fair. We don't have time for that. Okay? So, in the name of Jesus, what, life and death are in the power of your tongue, and those who speak it shall eat the fruit thereof. So, you're going to speak life. Amen? You're going to speak life? Amen. 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 Yeah, 
yeah, so we're gonna, we gonna, we gonna work this whole body thing. We're gonna work it. She's constipated. And so the father, I pray that on Saturday, he took you through the process. He wants to know what's stopping you up. See, this is where toxins are excreted in the bowels. I know this, right? And I listen. We listen to the bowels. The father, he wants to listen to your bowels and make sure you're moving things through. You can be in a toxic situation, but you don't let it stay there. That thing needs to come on out. But I pray that when we talked about going through the process, 
that at this divine appointment here in Lake Geneva, you allow God to examine you from head to toe to take you through the process. Why? Give you a living room. Why? Because he wants to give you an assessment. What is his assessment of you? His assessment of you that you are his workmanship. Yes. Created for good works. His assessment of you says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. His assessment of you says that you are the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. You shall be the lender and never the borrower. You can't get out of debt because your health doesn't just depend on the absence of disease. It is the sink, how you work in sync with this thing called life. Amen? This is your assessment. And then what is the plan of the father? What is the plan? Ultimately, he, what he has, I know the plans I have for you to, to bring you good, right? To give you an expected end and not of evil, right? And it takes faith to trust that. Just like you know that the, the physicians can interpret your blood work and can interpret chance because you don't have the knowledge of. You've got to trust that God sees some things that you can't see. You have to trust. And this is faith. It started with the ear infection. Faith comes by hearing. and hearing by Word what are you saying to yourself? What are you listening to? What are you giving ear to? Right? So you can go in the plan that God has for you. That it's good and not an evil. To give you an expected end. So when you get in toxic situations, you can survive it because you know you're in it so you can move through you and come out. to prophesy to you today. God has set me in the stead of a Mordecai. And if you don't have one literally with you, there's sisters here, and I pray that God has divine connections. He's connected you. Esther, when 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 she Mordecai spoke into her life, she was just doing life. We were doing life because we're Christian women, right? You didn't come out here because you were questioning God. You're Christian women. You're doing what's in the customs of Christian women to do. Esther was doing what in the customs that she was to do. And Mordecai saw something that she didn't see in herself. But she was in the custom of listening to that who was over her. When she heard the plan, she didn't reject it. She didn't deny it. She didn't abort it. She said, what you want me to do? Okay, go, go, go. tell the nation to shut up. So to not only pray, but to fast. For three days. Why? Because I need a plan. I need a strategy. Yeah, I trust that Esther went through a process. Yeah. That he examined her inward parts. Yeah. yeah, he examined her inward parts. She went through a process, and now came the time to implement the plan. That was good and not of evil. She thought, and it looked like she could have lost her life. But God was giving King's dreams. I heard somewhere in the word it says he has the king's heart and he will turn it. Yes. He will turn it. Yes, right. Do you believe your father? Yes. yes. And does he need an explanation? He is God. Yes. You are at a divine appointment. You are at a divine appointment. And then my sister said yesterday, it's something about three days. Something powerful happens in three days. And last time I checked, we came in here on a Friday. Something powerful happens in three days. Let me just really give you this. So God used Esther. And I talked to the team. I said, Esther, boom, 16. God used her to do what? To deliver a nation. To deliver a nation. God used her at 16 to deliver a nation. I said, oh, what's another one that God used at young age? Huh? You might know this person. Her name is Mary. Huh? God said, I'm going to use this woman, first of all, without the help of a man. Because last time I understood how the body works, you need, you need some seed to implement. God said, I got this. I have a 
personal agenda with the woman. From, it started from the beginning of time when the serpent deceived her. Oh, we have something. We got some business to handle together with the woman. So he hovered over Mary, and Mary had one question. How? She didn't reject, deny, or abort this claim. She asked one question, how? When she received that answer, she said, be it unto me. She's going to trust that God was going to work it out. There's a lot to work out. God was going to work it out. And through her obedience and act of boldness and courage, God delivered mankind. I like to believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Thing to think I know I felt in my spirit before that some of y'all like, oh, Mary was 16, Esther was 16, but let me tell you about somebody. Let's go. Let's go. Because God is like, I don't want no excuses on why you can't receive this appointment and what I'm doing. Let me tell you about somebody. She would be our abuela. And African American culture, we call her big, 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 big mama. Or the Medea, the Medea, or the Medea. The great, great, great grandma, her name was Sarah. And I remember that God gave her and her husband a promise that they were going to have a child, and this child would be the one of promise. But hey, this is what happens, right? Because sometimes God said this is going to happen, and she received it. But guess what she did? She said, Oh, God, I don't know if you know what you're doing. Let me help you out a little bit. So what'd she do? She said, okay, let me have this little lady. Go ahead and sleep with my husband. God said, we're going to have a son. We're going to help him with the situation. Go ahead and read it back in Genesis 21, uh, 17, chapter 17, chapter 21. Um, she said, I'm going to help God out a little bit. She's like, go ahead and sleep with the handmaid, and you're going to have a son. And she had a son, Ishmael. God said, ooh, he's good. He's going to be blessed. But he's not the promise. Sarah stepped in and said, God, let me give you some help. But let me tell you this. Sarah's doubt, Sarah's doubt of God did not discount the promise. Wow. It delayed it, but it didn't discount it. It delayed it, but it didn't discount it. So your disobedience or your lack of grabbing what God wants to do with you in this time does not take away what he's called you to do. You can delay this promise, but it won't be denied. Wow. Oh, it's going to come to pass through you, because He can never create another you. He can never create another you through you. Amen. Yes. So then, this gets better, and then you can read this Genesis twenty-one. She said, Sarah starts laughing because God says, "You know, let me show you that I am that I am. I am El Shaddai. I am the one who is and was and is to come. I am God, and I'm God all by myself. It does not matter what you do. I am time present." In the future, I am God. Let me impregnate you at the age of 90. When you thought you couldn't have children, when you thought you couldn't deliver anything, amen? Her husband was way, way past age. Sarah, at one point in the chapter, said, I laugh. I laugh because when I tell this story, they won't believe what God has done. You can try to interrupt the plan. You can try to help God out. He's going to get his promise through one way or another. But I like to believe that we're talking to a group of women that will say, yes, Lord. Here I am. You can do it through me. So that you went through this process, it wasn't for nothing. I'm here to prophesy and decree and declare that there's possibilities in you that are endless. I decree and declare that there are endless possibilities in you. That you will be in boardrooms. That there are creative ideas, ideas, witty inventions coming in. There are desires and hungers to do the things that God has called to do. I decree and declare over this generation that you will do exploits. You will change your school. You will change your, your siblings. God will use you. He already has. 
We were created for such a time as this, for such a moment as this. You are pregnant with possibilities and God's not done until it's done. Until you do it. Say, do it through me, Lord. So I also have this jacket on and I got my stethoscope on and I'm ready because I'm here to birth some babies this morning. It's time to manifest. You've got enough word in you. You've got enough word in you. It's time to manifest. And uh, this is the seed of faith. This is three generations that you're about to see. I got my mother here, I'm up here, and God is doing an amazing work. And my baby's gonna come up here and she's gonna minister to you. She's gonna minister to you because God, and let this be, let this be, God is the same yesterday, today, and everyone. I don't know who's believing for their family. Who's believing for their family? Let this be a sign to you that he has no respecter of persons. He has no respecter of persons, but it first starts. You see an issue, it first starts. Hey, yes. Because you serve a God who sees all and knows all. He has king's hearts in his hand. Right? Amen? Or you're going you're gonna to get back and take a seat. God has a lot more to say to you than we got to say to him. Quiet before him. Pregnant with possibilities.